0: Bobby Brown is the legendary founder of Bobbi Brown Cosmetics, which is, to date, the most successful makeup artist brand founded by a woman. Bobby moved to New York City as an aspiring makeup artist in the 80s, where she became frustrated with the lack of makeup shade options available to women. So she started mixing her own products, going on to create a multi-million dollar line of cosmetics that she sold to Estee Lauder in 1995. Bobby has written eight best-selling books about makeup and beauty, and she works as a creative consultant for the Just Bobby concept shop at Lord & Taylor. Outside of her work, Bobbi Brown Cosmetics launched the Pretty Powerful campaign for women and girls on International Women's Day in 2013. Pretty Powerful supports organizations that seek to empower women and girls through job skills training programs and education.
1: We thought we'd sell 100 the first month, and we sold 100 the first day, and we launched. You know, it was a different thing. I don't even think we had outer packages at the time. I think, I didn't know how green I was. We took the lipstick, we put it in a manila envelope with the ingredient list.
0: In this illuminating discussion, Bobby demonstrates how tenacity, creativity, and originality can transform a passion project into a world-changing entrepreneurial success. Please enjoy our conversation with Bobby Brown. You're listening to the Ivy Podcast by Ivy, the Social University. We are the grad school for life, and our mission is to spark world-changing collaborations by introducing you to the most inspiring people, ideas, and experiences in the world. For more information about the Ivy community and to find out about events happening near you, visit ivy.com and email us at membership at ivy.com. This episode of the Ivy podcast is brought to you by Eight, maker of the Eight Smart Bed. Sleeping is smart so is a bed that tells you exactly how well you slept last night. The 8 Smart Bed is a four-layer, high-density foam mattress paired with a smart cover that goes on the mattress just like a fitted sheet. This nearly invisible technology layer has multiple sensors that measure the quality of your sleep and deliver a daily sleep report each morning through the 8 app. The 8 cover also has a bed warming feature that warms each side of the bed individually to accommodate different sleeping temperatures. And 8 connects to almost any Wi Fi enabled device in your house coffee makers, blinds, smart lights. Did we mention bed warming? Ivy Podcast listeners get $100 off any mattress purchase by entering the promo code Ivy at checkout. Visit www8 sleep.com forward slash Ivy to start sleeping smarter today.
2: So it yeah. starts kind of off from the from the beginning. At what point do you say makeup
1: that is for me? I am going to knock this out of the park. Never. I never said it. So I went to I went to college. I did not go to an Ivy League. I went to Emerson College and I studied theatrical makeup. They didn't have a program, but I designed my own major. So what I learned at Emerson is what you put into something, you get out of it. And I also learned that you just get to make shit up. And I liked <laughs> it. I liked making my own rules, and it worked for me. And then when I got out of school, I said, I'd, you know, I want to move to New York and check out the fashion industry. There were no books how to do it. There were no anything. There was no Internet. So I opened up the Yellow Pages and started looking up things. You guys know what the yellow pages are? (laughs) Do they still make them? I'm not even sure, actually. I don't (laughs) think
2: anyone anyone in the room is kind of like, yeah, Yeah. I don't know, maybe. Um, (sighs) so, So at what point did you
1: decide... This is going to be a business. Like this is. I never I'm- decided it was going to be a business. So I was. I came into the industry and I got here in the eight, like early '80s. I graduated college in '79. I know you guys weren't born yet, but I graduated in '79 and I moved to New York. And what was happening in New York? People were going to Studio 54, and there was you know makeup that looked like drag queens, which is fine. I love drag queens, but not on real women. So it was contour, and it was all sorts of crazy things, and I tried to do it, and I couldn't. I just didn't think people looked pretty. So I started doing this bobby makeup thing to make people look bronzy and tan and healthy, and somehow it kind of took over. But I couldn't find any makeup to actually just apply. I had to fix everything in my kit. And one day I met a chemist, and I said, what do you do? And he said, oh, I make all these things, and I also make lipsticks. And I said, I have this idea for a lipstick. I want something that is creamy, not greasy, not dry, doesn't smell, and I want it to look like the color of lips. And he made it for me, and I thought, oh, my God, everyone's going to love this lipstick. And then I realized not everyone has the same color lips. (laughs) No, but seriously. So my lip, the first thing I ever made was called Bobby Brown Number 4 Brown, and I made it, and then I thought about all the women I knew, and I made different colors, and then I added a red and a pink. And I started selling it while I was living in Montclair, New Jersey, commuting to work with a new baby, who's now 27, who did go to an Ivy League, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so what surprised you
2: the most to actually bring that to a whole other level and, and to make it into a
1: company? And well, then, well when I listen to people introduce me, I always think, "Wow, that's kind of cool." Like I never <laughs> think I never realize that I did something revolutionary. I never realize that I cut through this. I never I don't think about it. Like I honestly think about did I, you know, I promised my son I would order him Nespresso pods today I, on Amazon. I forgot to do it. Like I worry about normal things, so I don't think about the things that you would think I think about. So what
2: surprised you along the ride? Was it harder, easier, as you were building the company? Well,
1: there's nothing easy about anything in life. I don't care who you are, how much money you have, how smart you are, how gorgeous, how whatever. Nothing's easy in life. We all work really hard, and we all struggle with things. What surprises me the most, honestly, in a negative way, is how you know not everyone is actually authentic and real and nice, which I just assume everybody should be. You know, maybe that's my Chicago upbringing. I'm not sure. But what surprises me, especially now, is the world of opportunity that's out there. And there's nothing I like better, I'd love to have a sleepover with you guys, than to, be, <laughs> to feel the energy. And I want to know what every one of you guys do. Like, I just find this new world fascinating and full of opportunity. I don't find anything kind of depressing. I just find like, okay, now what, we, what could we do and let's do it different.
2: When you started, you know, you have the background actually doing makeup. I mean, that was where you um, came from. Minute, yeah. You weren't, you know, coming from the, from the business side of it. What were some of the, the challenges and the pros and cons when you were working on some of the most famous faces, really, of, of today?
1: Well, the challenges, you know, for me is, I'll be honest since there's so many women here, the challenges with, for me was going to work every day and being in, being in front of a mirror with girls that had one name. Christy, Linda and Naomi and you are there standing next to them and I don't care. You can't compare yourself to them They're stunning. That was a big challenge So as far as self-esteem and feeling good about yourself I had to talk myself one day and say okay stop you can't compare yourself to them That's who they are be happy with who you are. So that was a challenge You know there was other challenges of you know you get booked on these really exotic trips So you have to fly to all these places you have to get up at like 3.30 in the morning to get the makeup done. And, you know, it's, I didn't really like traveling. I didn't like being away from my boyfriend who became my husband. I didn't like that you couldn't go to a gym, you know, things like that. What did you feel like the first time you walked into a major department store? like, <laughs>
2: Oh, that one's mine. See? Want to check the ID? Right there. Well,
1: well, you know, Bergdorf Goodman was the first story I went into. And the only reason I even got into Bergdorf Goodman is not because I said there's some strategy that I would love to launch in Bergdorf Goodman. (laughs) I was at someone's house for dinner in the city, and I said, thanks for inviting me. What do you do? She said, I'm a cosmetics buyer at Bergdorf Goodman. And I said, (laughs) I have these lipsticks. Well, I didn't understand I was pitching her. I was just talking to her. So she said, oh, you should. we'd love to take them. It wasn't that easy. Trust me. I was like, Trust me. It wasn't that easy. I said, okay. You know, there was a little back and forth and somehow until she called me up, you know, a month later and said, I'm really sorry. We have too much. We can't take it. And I was doing a shoot that day with Saks Fifth Avenue and the art directors are all coming over. What is this stuff you're doing? It was before cell phones could you imagine having to be somewhere and not having something when you're bored to look at? <laughs> so I just always, you know, I used to do my bills at work. I did all sorts of things. So I was working on this thing, and all the people from Sachs said, oh, my God, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm launching with Bergdorf. And they're like, no, 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 you got to come in and bring it. So they called from Bergdorf and said, I'm sorry, we can't take it. And I, I don't know why or how, but I said, oh, it's not a problem because Sachs wants it. And she said, "I'll <laughs> call you right back." And she said, "We'll take it." <laughs> oh. So then you were on both. Uh, no, we were on no. Oh, we okay. were in we're Bergdorf. Exclusive. So we launched in Bergdorf's on a table, on the floor, and um, we thought we'd sell hundred the first month, and we sold hundred the first day, and we launched. You know, it was a different thing. I don't even think we had outer packages at the time. I think I didn't know how green I was. We took the lipstick, we put it in a Manila envelope with the ingredient list. Yeah, I'm going to do that again, by the way. What a great idea that was 27 years ago.
2: (laughs) You know, one of the things about your brand, they talk about how you pioneered the no-makeup, makeup makeup look. Mm -hmm. What do you really think it was about your approach to beauty that helped you break through the noise? Because
1: I honestly think people look better without makeup. I do. But then when you I start putting it on and yes, you make yourself look less tired, you add definition. When I'm done doing someone's makeup, I want them to look like they're not wearing makeup. Like foundation should just look like you have even beautiful skin. Like like there was this one girl that I signed a book for and I'm like, "Oh my god, your skin, you know who you are. Your skin's so beautiful. Are you wearing foundation?" And she said, "No. That's how makeup should look."
2: Where's our Ivy Girl Brooke? There's our girl stand up. Can you come up here a little bit? I'm using you as an example. She came up to me in the office today. She said, "Do you see my face?" This is all Bobby Brown. <laughs> and I said, "Oh, you look so nice and
1: fresh." Uh, the, the, the "Do you see my look. face? This is not Bobby Brown." <laughs> Here's my the blush of the moment. <laughs> Do you works. have any
2: makeup on at all? I little, put I some them.
1: on like right before they filmed me. And I I look better with less makeup. And by the way, I'm 60. <laughs> and, oh.
2: <laughs> Did you hear the gasps at that?
1: <laughs> That's a compliment, by the okay, way. I think the you. gasps were
2: a compliment that you look amazing. Oh.
1: <laughs> so, I you know, I honestly, I look back at pictures when I used to have an entourage follow me, a makeup artist, a hairdresser, a publicist, a, whoever was there, they were, a, you know, a nail person. And I look back at pictures. My hair was not great. My makeup was way overdone. And I'm like, okay, that's not really who I am. I'm just very simple.
2: Well, you're about to go into a whole new and what I think could possibly be one of the most
1: exciting chapters in your that life. would be cool? Well, good, because my kids are out of the house. My last... <laughs> My youngest left today. My second son moved out on Friday, and I'm like, all right, now what am I going to do? Any foreign exchange students here?
2: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So so after deciding, you know, Estee Lauder owns Bobby Brown now. They have
1: your namesake. That's they, been a they've owned ride. it for 20. 95, right? Yeah, so I stayed with the brand 21 years. Right. As a creative. Well, no, as I ran everything. I mean, I was involved in every, in the beginning, every detail, every hire, every person, every name of the product, every, I did everything. Everything. And towards the end, I did less. So what excites you and what scares you most about moving on? Well, what, nothing scares me. Because you know what? I don't believe in failure. Because if something doesn't work, guess what? do something else. <laughs> right? It's a good opportunity to learn. And, you know, I already did it. I made it. I don't know how I did it all. It's kind of bizarre to me that, it, you know, I did it. And, you know, I got D's in math. My father stopped punishing me for getting D's because he said to my mom, she'll probably never really do anything. Oh. My dad's my best friend. And he tells me that, you know, because they I wasn't a great student.
2: I love the piece of advice that your dad gave you when you're moving to the city about trying to stick to a budget.
1: Yes. No, no, I complained to him that dad he gave me a $500 budget every month and I said I couldn't stick to it, you know, including rent by the way. So I shared an apartment with my boyfriend, not the man I married, and I think our rent was 450. So we split it and then I couldn't really live on and you know, it took a while to get hired. And I said, Dad, I can't stick to the budget. He said, stop trying to stick to the budget. Figure out how you're going to make more money. Oh, okay.
2: Great advice. Dad was right on that one. So let's talk about your beauty from the inside out, because it's not just your latest book. It's really what you're using as your platform to to launch this new business. Well, by the
1: way, I wrote this book way before I knew I was leaving the company. So this book was really just an extension of what I believe in. I always have. You know, every, every boot camp with the artists I had, everything I did was always about, you know, being well-rounded, taking care of yourself. Like, I'm a very simple common sense person. You know, you if you're tired, guess what? Stop, <laughs> rest. You know, if you're hungry, eat something, but eat something right. So I wrote this book, you know, I would say a year and a half, I don't know where Tara is, a year and a half? Last summer, okay, we did it quickly because we moved it up to work with a launch uh, that the company was doing. But when I left the brand, I realized this is what I really believe in. Let's go through some of the highlights here. From, from a diet perspective, three things we're doing wrong. Well, there's no such a word as diet, because to me, diet means you want to lose weight. So it's about eating the right things. Like I used to be the person that was on a diet, off a diet. And one day I said, this is really stupid. <laughs> Let me just figure out what I should eat to feel good and you know be comfortable in my clothes. So everyone is different, and you know, right now there's a lot of health fanatics out there. A lot of exercise places. You know, when I first came to New York, there was one downtown cool place that I used to go to, and it was so long ago that you know who was in my class, <clears throat> Madonna. That's awesome. I'm not kidding. <laughs> right before she blew up, all right. Um, <clears throat> so uh, you know, now it's everywhere, and you know, now you can go into anywhere and get healthy food. It's the choices you make. How much do you really see it impacting the the outward beauty? Because if there's anyone who sees it up close, it's you. I see it huge. Like I see everything from models that go, you know, all of a sudden they go to Europe and they come back and they've been partying and drinking and doing all those things and they come back looking haggard and smoking cigarettes. And then I see people who have changed their diet, started adding vegetables into their diet, juices, you know, and really, like, I'm not saying don't drink. Thank you, effing vodka.
2: <laughs> I love that name.
1: Um, but I'm saying be smart about it and just know what makes you feel good. So, you know, I just, I see it firsthand. It makes a huge difference. You also talk a lot about um, meditation. Exercise. I don't meditate. I Aromatherapy. <laughs> I exercise. I don't meditate. I'm learning. I'm I'm. I'm going to try. <laughs> I have the app somewhere. I can't find the app. It's on my list to do. I can't find the list. I need, trust me, I need to meditate. But what I do is I, pr- I realize I process. Like Like there's things and you go from one thing to the next. Sometimes I just need to like, I think it's meditating. I need to settle down and like absorb and go on. I guess that's meditating. Maybe I'll start a new thing we're processing. Don't bother me. I'm
2: processing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Write that down, Tara. I'm just kidding. That's a good one. What?
2: (laughs) Um, So what are some, when you look at basic beauty tips, you know, women, we drive ourselves crazy trying to figure it out. Men have no idea. They just know what they like when they see it. Um, What are some of the basic three big things that maybe we're doing wrong? I'll I'll tell
1: you the most important thing. Women have got to stop microscoping themselves and trying to, like, not appreciate their positive beauty. Like, if you don't feel good when you look in the mirror, like, it's, it's just, it's not going to work no matter how much makeup you put on. If you don't look good in the mirror, my advice is go find good lighting and look again.
2: <laughs> I'm serious.
1: People look in bad lighting. I'm like, no, good lighting. Yeah. And it makes a difference. And guess what? it's a makeup is about your style my style is not a lot of makeup I think people look amazing some people when they wear red lipstick I don't some people look great no one looks great in a real smoky eye except on the runway like a real smoky eye so it really and no one looks good in contour I don't care who you are it doesn't look good and by the way if you have a round face make that round face the most beautiful round face in the world what about from a skincare beauty perspective line? Mm-hmm. Well, there's no such a thing as anti-aging. I am so much older than when I came here th- today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like I know we are all want to be the be- best versions of ourselves, and honestly, the best version is first of all feeling good in your skin, taking care of yourself, and as far I know, you want makeup tips. I'm getting there. You need something, and everyone is different. Some people, it's a lipstick. What are your top things? My I don't like leaving the house without blush. I don't like leaving the house without a little concealer, a little you know, a little mascara, and a little brows. I usually do my makeup in the car. I am kind of obsessed about the new microblading. Has anyone in this room microbladed their eyebrows? Is it good? It's amazing. Wow. Really? So microblading for you guys that have no idea what you're talking we're talking about. It's kind of... Is it a tattoo-ish? Yeah. But But it only lasts for three months. Yeah. Because the, when they were tattooing eyebrows and eyeliner, it all turned blue. And then you had these blue... But now it's this microblading. And I think Lena Dunham just did it. And so... I'm waiting for a few more people to do it. I think it's fascinating because then you don't have to fill in your brows. So
2: what do you think of all these various different beauty treatments that are out there? You talk about lasers and fat
1: sculpting. There's so much
2: out there. I love lasers. What do you
1: love and what scares you? What I love about lasers is it doesn't change the way you look. The worst that happens, it hurts and it's really expensive. So... But I've done a whole bunch of laser things, and I love, and I will do them all the time. And I love, and I love lasers. What I don't like personally, injectables. I don't know. I don't mind lines in my face, and if my lines look really bothersome, I just realize I'm probably really tired. And you know, I don't. I just put more moisturizer on, and I drink more water, and put more blush on <laughs> to get my attention away from it. So I am not a fan of. Some people have done amazing little tweaks. I kind of see everything. And I see it on HDTV to the actresses that do it. I don't love it. Guess what? I just interviewed someone on uh, Facebook Live. Her name was Bobby with an E. So it's called Bobby 101. She's 101 years old. The woman is, honestly changed my life. She said her life actually really came together when she was 90. She said people she got inducted into the Jewish Golf Hall of Fame. Who knew that even existed? She's in Philadelphia, lives by herself, drives, plays golf. She's amazing. You have you have to go check her out. And and to give you credit, if you read some of the headlines about this,
2: it's Bobby Brown makes this 101 year old. A model, and she's now, you've used her in your campaigns, and she started a new career in her life
1: as a model at 101 years old. Thank you, fake media. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. Yes, we did one thing, we screenshotted her, I put her on my Instagram, and guess what, everyone in the she, world thinks I have this campaign. I don't have a company to have a campaign yet, but Bobby will be it. She's, <laughs> she, I think she epitomizes what we all hope we can be at 101. It's, it's honestly, what's her secret? I have no idea. You know, she doesn't know. She just is happy. She's upbeat. She has always been into sports. And she likes a little bit of, I don't remember if it was scotch or sherry, something. So tell
2: me and how. And she's happy.
1: Guys, happiness has a lot to do with everything.
2: How are you going to take this book and your platform and your experiences and, and take it into your next journey?
1: Well, it depends. So the so the first thing I did when I left the brand is open these concept shops at Lord and Taylor, and what it is are these curated shops. So I have everything in there from my glasses, which was the only product you know that I really had left to push, <laughs> um, and there's a few Bobby products in there, and my favorite things, you know, some sneakers, some jeans. I found these great Karl Lagerfeld jeans at Lord and Taylor, eighty nine dollars full price, but they're really Nice and slimming, so I put them in there. Some different sneakers and a bunch of lifestyle food. So, you know, L. McPherson's, you know, greens and some and someone else's collagen powder. So we've been really just kind of making it interesting. And so you walk into you know this retail store that you know everyone knows retail is not exactly you know moving quickly these days and it's a little something interesting. So, you know, the sales are good. And for me, it's so much fun because I get to work with young designers and, you know, they send me things and I try them and then I'm like, I call them back and I say, okay, Nobody is shaped like that. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> I do not want to wear an extra large lady. No offense. So it's, you know, it's, it's interesting uh, for me because I like to teach and empower. But I'm also really curious, and I love some of the new things. Found the best T-shirt, Brandy Melville, 20 bucks. The white T-shirts, they're amazing. Anyone tried them? They're awesome, aren't they? But they only come in one size my size luckily <laughs> <laughs> you, you know um, it's it's interesting
2: you made video off of these you did a great series uh, with with Lifetime. exactly yeah. um, from a content perspective you've had people knocking down your door now that you're available how are you how are you vetting what you want to do next what it's like to you who you want to people knocking with? down my door oh, I'm doing everything I? myself
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am You know, I don't want to work for anyone else. I want to work for myself. I want to be the entrepreneur I was years ago, and I want to be in charge. That I know 100%. I want to to say, let's do this, let's not do this. So
2: how do you lean into a Lord and Taylor versus a Nordstrom? How do you decide to do content over something else? What's guiding those decisions?
1: Well, it was, you know, Lord and Taylor gave me the opportunity, and I said, let's do it. And there are a bunch of really nice people that really believed in, you know, me and what I wanted to do, and we did it. So, and, you know, they're talking about other things. So, you know, you do a good job. I never think about what's the final end goal. I think about what I enjoy doing, mm-hmm. and, and then there's always money at the end of it when you find what you love. Whatever it is, you can always figure out how to make money. You just got to find what you love to do. How do you feel about this next step in your professional development? I'm so friggin' happy. I'm so effing happy. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. It's honestly, it's really fun. It's different. I mean, who gets to reinvent themselves at 60? When your kids, are, what am I going to do? Play golf, tennis? <laughs> so no, I'm excited. I'm open to opportunity and possibility, and I've got a bunch of young, interesting, you know, people that I work with, and you know, I'm a startup again. I love so, it. So yeah,
2: we're gonna let people ask their their questions while you guys are thinking about those and getting ready for it. You know, when you, you've you seen some of the most beautiful people, you've really realized what makes you happy from the inside. What are the three best pieces of advice you would give for people as they try to navigate their way through this
1: craziness? Well, first of all, don't forget what's really important. I mean, I somehow managed to raise three boys, and I'm still happily married to my husband. And I actually have a couple girlfriends. And, you know, it's hard to balance. You can't do everything. So I, you know, I would rather show up with my hair in a ponytail and not spend a lot of time primping because I want to be at the kids' school, but I also want to, you know, do my obligations at work and work with my creative team. So I built, you know, a really interesting studio in Montclair where I live, and my team would come out to me, the creative people, and we would work there. So I would get to go to the gym in the morning, and these are all the things that I did while I was still, you know, working for someone else. And, you know, it's about figuring it out.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to the Ivy podcast by Ivy, the social university. We are the grad school for life, and our mission is to spark world-changing collaborations by introducing you to the most inspiring people, ideas, and experiences in the world. Check us out at ivy.com for life-changing advice and gatherings, and the foremost thought leaders shaping our world today. For more information about the Ivy community, And to find out about events happening near you, visit ivy.com and email us via membership at ivy.com. Dream big and stay inspired.